Sing it with me, people. Come on. Baby gonna hold her tight. Bit of afternoon delight. How the devil are we on this fine Tuesday? Let me let me get it. You know the score. <laughs> you know what to do. We're setting up the ambience in the background now to get the music right. Get the tones right. I think we're there. I think we're there. How the devil are you? How are we? What am I doing here on a fucking Monday? You just did a podcast. I shouldn't see you for six months. Hold your horses. Christmas is around the corner. And I'm in the mood for giving. <laughs> giving my gifts. Anyway, how the devil are you? How you been since I spoke to you? Hopefully, you know, you've listened to the last podcast and you're like, crisis is a surprise, but a happy one. And uh, and here I am. Um, and the reason I wanted to jump on, actually, was, to be fair, I've got a little bit of an interesting story to tell you that happened this morning. So that's a quite an interesting one, but they're still going to break into that. A little bit of hysterical laughs. Never thought it would happen to me. But also, at the same time, is a little bit of a win-win situation for my own personality uh, and how I dealt with the situation, which is interesting. But just goes to show that, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about development and and, and how we see ourselves in these situations. And also, um, I wanted to, and, and you'll see in the title, um, it says coping mechanism like mechanics. No, I want to talk about coping mechanisms. The reason I want to talk about coping mechanisms is because I sung their praises. I sing their praises um and you know i want to sing them again in the future so it's fucking english language so i'm sorry but the english language just it's i mean I, it's because i know it but it, it, it's 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 impossible i mean how would you get that so did you sing it are you going to sing it no but i have sung it before i mean when you when you analyze and i know that there's people that do this for a fucking tiktok living but it's true I mean, how would you get that? Fucking anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dwell on that. But Christ alive, it, it, it's it's the most commonly spoke language. But everyone you speak to, they're like, no, mate, it's the hardest to learn. Nah, fuck, mate. Um, it is, it really is, because we've got so many different ways of saying things. Um, anyway, I'm gonna digress into that, and I don't want to get stuck into it. But no, what I want to talk about coping mechanisms because I sing about them. They're a really integral part, I think, of mental health in general. And a lot of people may have heard of them. A lot of people may know what they mean or not know what they mean. And maybe they haven't implemented them the right way. I um, mean, and this is, you know, this is just me from my experience, my personal experiences, what, what I use in coping mechanisms and how you can adapt coping mechanisms to any situation. But even the word coping mechanism it is his own mechanism in its own right. There's different elements, so I'm going to break them down strategically uh, and give you the uh, a little bit of a little bit of reading because I am going to read it from uh, direct from from Wikipedia. Um, why? Because why try and talk bullshit when I can give you the facts and then give you the experiences? That's the fun bit, isn't it? You know, I've learned it, I've understood it. And it's really important, that I think, that if I can get it across to you in layman's terms, um, as they say, as I say, um, then, yeah, hopefully it's a win-win situation. You can understand. And, and do you know what? Um, it's even like I, I talk about a coping mechanism. I talk about reflection all the time. And reflection for me is a coping mechanism. And I use it every single day, almost of every single hour. Like I now, I, I reflect as soon as I've done, as soon as something's happened, if I've gone in the house and I've had an argument or... You know, maybe that there's been an atmosphere or whatever, and I've you know I've fucking burst. Now normally I would burst or shout or something. Would you know I'd walk out the fucking house or whatever, um, and, and normally that would be it. Be like fucking James is in his mood. No, I don't. I I instantly come in now, 
as soon as an incident's happened, as soon as something's happened, I reflect on it straight away. I jump on it. I just because for me, it's like it's a quick win. It's a really easy win for understanding that situation. And what I'm learning is that as I do that, and I do it now subconsciously because it's now become a, a learned mechanism a, or a, an alert, a learned habit, shall I say. Mechanism is stuck in my head. But because it's become a learned habit now, I use it in everyday life, in everyday situations, whether I send an email, even now to the point where I'm learning to reflect on an email before I send it. Now, that may sound like fucking hell, chill out, James. I don't really have that as a problem because um, I don't send emails or I may not have it. No, but what you can understand is fucking hell, it's loud, isn't it? I got carried away there, didn't I? Um, I just hit the in the background. I was like, ooh, it's a bit loud. Um, yeah, so, you know, I've developed a coping mechanism for, for lots of little things and, and how I deal with certain scenarios. And I think that really, it, it, I touched a little bit on it yesterday um, just to sort of kind of, you know, give you a little a little tidbit, shall we say, just a little bite, a little chunk, something to listen to in the sense of how I'm, de how I'm dealing with current situations. And I spoke yesterday about how, you know, I... I I didn't want to put myself into a certain situation because I knew it would impact me mentally. Irrelevant of the details around it, I wanted to take myself out of the situation. Now, you know, if you really, really, um, you know, dive dive into the details of, of everything that's happened over, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last three or four podcasts that I've spoke about, an incident that's happened, you know, yeah, it was fucking raw and you can probably tell in the emotions, then you can get the little bit of sadness in one of the podcasts where I talk about, you know, how I've tried to, um, you know, just try to, to deal with it, try to support it, my, you know, and, and try to be an adult about it. We're not in the fucking playground. But that is still really hard because emotions are, are, are almost like a childish response anyway. Emotions, aren't they, really, in a way? Because an, an emotion is what you feel. It's, it's something that you, have, uh, your, it's your personal feeling, an emotion you're feeling. But it can, it takes us to a very childlike state, doesn't it? And what I mean by that is it's almost like you lose control when you have emotion. Um, I'm going to set the, um, it's a bit rock and rolly for me. So um, I'm just going to try and, hold on. Oh my God, we got, we got, we got, we got issues here. Big issues. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a little bit of, um, go back in and just try and what the here we go, here we go, here we're, we're on, I think we're on. Just get a little bit of something in the background that was a bit more relaxing, so sorry about that, I was in full swing as well. Um, but what I mean is, um, you know, we, we, we develop these coping mechanisms and, and we implement them and, and emotions and stuff because we have to, because as an adult you're expected to control your emotions, that's the thing, you see, when you're a child emotions you can be as emotional as you want it, 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 you know you go out you want to fucking cry you want to cry you want to kick off kick off you know obviously there's an element of like yeah okay mate society doesn't really allow you to do that you can't really go around throwing fucking paddies in, in shops you know there's a certain etiquette around society the reason we do that is because we don't want to just walk around fucking willy-nilly kicking off you know, or fucking crying. The place would be a fucking terrible place, wouldn't it? That's why we do a lot of this stuff behind closed doors, because we don't want to expose ourselves. But an emotion is raw. It's When I say an emotion is raw, when you're, if you're an emotional person and you feel emotions, it's raw. It goes right back to your roots. You know, it breaks into... You're crying, you know, and, and if for anyone out there, and I, I think most of us, if not everyone, should have experienced crying at some point in their life. But as you get like an adult, I know that the first time I cried, 
I would say properly as an adult that wasn't drunk induced, but actually cried when I when I realised I had depression. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember sitting on the couch, just, you know, staring up at the ceiling and fucking bawling my eyes out just because of the thoughts that were going through my head. Um, you know, I'm sat there like dwelling on the fucking future. I'm like dwelling on the past, sorry, and, and I'm anxious about the future and I'm, you know, I don't want to be here. The stress is in my fucking head. I'm thinking about suicidal thoughts. All of these emotions are running through, but you, but what you don't realise is that's that you're losing control. Because your body's like, fuck, mate, you're in fight or flight, you're just... But that emotion is raw, it's right back down there, isn't it? It's right back there, you cry and you feel it. And that's why men don't want to do it, because it is such a raw feeling. We don't want to let our emotions out, we're like, no, I'm fucking hard as nails, I'll, I'll suppress it. You know, and also anger, depending on how you are. Maybe, maybe you're a sad emotion, maybe you're a happy emotion. Uh, they're quite rare, <laughs> you know, but... Um, it, it, you know, but whatever, even so there's, there's times people have in awkward situations or laugh because of it, they're like, it's so awkward. I need to laugh this off. And then they'll, or they'll be in a situation that they'll just start crying. I know that, um, there's a lot of people I know. They'll just, they can just cry on tap. You know, it's almost like they're just so, I used to look at that as quite a negative, like fucking hell, man. You're just like letting go. In actual fact, it's completely the opposite when it comes to emotions. You need that. If you can connect to yourself, like a click of a fingers where you cry, that's a connection with your own emotional state. You're comfortable in your own skin. You're letting yourself out. And if you're able to do that in front of somebody, that is the most, I think that is the rawest form of love that you can get with another human being. And I say that with, with true emphasis. If you have a partner that you can cry in front of, or a friend, or... Um, you know, whatever, so, you know, whatever it could be, whatever, mum, dad relationship, and mum and dad's relationships are quite fraught between, you know, parents and children. Um, but, you know, they still develop those things, you know, in, and that, that, that should be somewhere where you should always feel comfortable. But yeah, for me, if you can find that person and you've clicked with that person to be able to open up to and talk to, and this is where I say all the time, and have you noticed what I'm doing? I'm constantly linking in to stuff I talk about. And this is why we nurture the right people around us and have the right people that would listen to us and wouldn't judge us. Allows us to be our raw form. It's almost like we're naked when you're an emotional person. And a lot of people see emotion like a negative. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I've been quite emotional the last sort of kind of six months. And, and I always am when I'm into a new job and then I'm uh, uncertain of what I want and my, I'm getting driven by fucking wanting change and progression and, you know, more this, more that. I get driven by that. So it's an insatiable drive that is uncontrollable. Now, I can't... Um, there's a lot of people that probably go, well, you, you can control your, you know, your targets. And, no, you can't. I can't. I phys Like, literally, I, I look at a place... Like, when I joined this, the organisation I'm with now, this service, I went, I'm in. I'm all in. Like, I want promotion and I want to get there... And because I can have these goals to get to, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy in those goals. And that's what is, it, it feeds my insatiable thirst for advancement and knowledge and micro-learning. Another thing I'm doing at the moment is micro-learning, little 15-minute learning sessions a day. And the reason I do that is because I go onto this thing called Headway, I think it is. Not Headspace, don't get them confused. It's called Headway. And it's um, a 15, that gives you, 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 I think I did, it's 15 pounds for three months. And it gives you micro learning. So every day you can listen to a new 15 minute session 
about lots of different topics, lot finance, um, well-being, mental health. There's just a, a literally a list, uh, you know, a huge list of stuff you can listen to and micro learn. Now it's really good for me because I like that. I like taking in that information quickly, absorbing it, short, punchy, move on. That's what I like. So um, anyway, I digressed into that. But um, for me, the coping mechanism thing is is part of it. And like I said, reflection is part of that coping mechanism. It's something I've developed. I enjoy doing it now to the point where it seemed like a bit of a chore to start with. And it always does, I think, when you're you know, you're choosing something new and you're trying to instill a new learned habit um, for three months. And that's what I keep saying to you, three months, you know, get it, get it routinely for three months. When you develop that change, though, you've got to accept change. And I know that we don't accept change at the best of times as human beings. So there's lots of things that can stumble you on the way. But it's all about your commitment and you won't get it right the first time. Okay, I can hand on heart say the amount of times I've tried to diet, the amount of times I've tried to, you know, cut down on my drinking from, you know, and I'm not a drinker by any stretch of the imagination, you know, but oh, I do enjoy a drink at the weekend. I do like a gin. And I try to curb that down because I have to keep that in proportion and, and, and use it in um, moderation of life. Otherwise it can get, that. but that's that's just self-discipline. That's, that's what we should all do. Everything can be enjoyed in life. If you do it with a little bit of self-discipline and just take your time and enjoy the process. Um, so I, I learned that they're parameters I'm learning. But um, what I mean by instilling those coping at the start, they're just going to be like that. They're not going to be great. You're going to stumble. You're going to feel that you're going to fail. But failure is the best thing you can do because you can't progress unless you fail. If you succeed the first time, then that wasn't worth it. It was an easy task. You won't get the gratification out of that. You need to make the challenge a challenge and then set yourself up. Give yourself a benchmark. Do something for a certain period of time. If it doesn't work, acknowledge, but then we we kick into other mechanisms. Okay, well, I need to reflect on that. Why didn't I? Because if we just went, and this is all about processes. And if we went into going, if we say we went, and as you know, I love processes and I love the safety side of things. So it's all, you know, and trend analysis. I love all those little jazzy words. But for me, the, the whole purpose of this is to understand, you know, where it went wrong. And that's that learned habit. That's that trend analysis. You know, that any way you want to do it, you're, you, need, you need to learn from it. So if you set yourself a target of, I don't know, I'm not going to drink for, say, 15 days. Okay, you got to day eight. Fuck me, wow. Okay, well, what happened? Why did I drink on day eight? Was it because of something that happened at work? Was I stressed? Was I just, was it my quick go-to? Whatever. Analyze it and see if you can make it better the next time or develop it the next time. These are all important steps in life. And and this is what I say about how nothing really changes. Everything is pretty similar. Like I said, we go into relationships in the same format. We, you know, we go into a relationship, we understand that person. You know, we're normally like, you know, lust, hungry, sexual demons when you first get together. Because that's the that's the desire aspect, the learning about the person. And you do that really quickly as humans. And you do that as in, in, in most things. You'll learn something real quick. And if you enjoy it, you'll stick with it. If you don't, you move on. And it's really important to acknowledge that when you learn that process and you go into the next phase with the development and you kind of learning a bit more, growing together, and then you break into the, the final stage, the professional development. And that's the, the bit that we 
I think as a human race at the moment, we seem to lose the concept of relationships, don't we? Because everybody is so disposable. We're all in this big world at the moment of uncertainty. And I'm not using it as an excuse by any stretch of the imagination. But I will acknowledge that there's so much uncertainty in the world. And I think that one of the things that I've noticed um, through social media is that the world or your time on this planet is very short in the grand scheme of things years sounds you know like 75 years we'll say 75 years sounds like forever doesn't it but it really isn't and 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 it's it's just shrouded with uncertainty and i think a lot of us now go like well i want to enjoy this short time i don't want to work fucking relentlessly and just bog myself down i want to enjoy but we have to do certain things we have to we have to work together to keep society moving as a function. So we have to go in and, and that's where we develop our hobbies. We develop our, we, we nurture our right relationships to have the right people around us. The right friendships, the ones that, the friends that are going to push us up and make our boundaries increase. I would never do that. Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, I, I thought we'd do, it's like, um, I think we're, we're planning to go to um, iSky, iSky I, I Dives, iDive or whatever it is. I don't fucking know, something in Basingstoke where you jump into a tube and you're, you you pretend like you're skydiving basically um which would be amazing because i've i've thought i'm very fortunate i've done skydiving so i absolutely loved the thrill so um it'd be nice to sort of get that in a controlled environment but still feel that adrenaline rush but again i wouldn't have pushed myself for that or even considered that really um if it wasn't my friend it was like mate we'll do this just like you know this will be before our, our, our christmas party or annual christmas get together i was like brilliant but that's the pur- the purpose of that the point of that is having the right people around you, the right people checking in on you, the right people un- knowing and understanding when you don't feel right. These are all part of developing the right coping mechanisms. Anyway, before I sort of break into that, I want to tell you a little story, actually, because we'll talk about a bit my experience of coping mechanisms. I'll give you a little bit more of the Wikipedia detail. I'm going to take a sip. So it's Christmas. I'm going to give you... I'm going to set the scene, actually. Fucking, I'm going to set the scene. So it's a, a, a typical Monday. I'm not going to set the scene. So this morning I was down. I was down going downtown. I had to get a few bits into town, and um, I was. Uh, we blast around town, and then we. I thought, shit, I need my medication. Um, for some reason, because of the medication I'm on, the antidepressants, um, they're they're forty milligrams of the, which is the high level. But normally you go twenty, you go twenty, and then fifty. There's rarely a person who's on forty. It's normally like twenty in this because fifty's max. Um, in this so if you've ever been on if anyone's ever sort of been aware of um sertraline or peroxide i think mine's called peroxetine i think mine's called um but anyway excuse me you know um i take that daily like every single day so it's a it's a happy pill for me i'll take it if it if it works it works and it does because when i don't take it i'm spaced out to fuck and i'm really fucking crazy but the 50 milligram made made me like really 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 um like a robot like literally no emotion whatsoever i can't express it no sexual emotion no emotion no fuck all literally dead inside if you're on 50s for me uh, and i've had that with 150s on certainly i think was as well which was really bad and i was literally like a robot now anyone and, and i've spoke about this in the podcast but anyone that's on antidepressants one of the major side effects of antidepressants is the inability to um you know to to 
rouse yourself, shall we say, it's the easiest way of saying it. it, it it's, re, it's nigh on impossible. So, and then you can go down to 20s, and 20s weren't enough for me. So I had to find a mid-ground, 220s, 40, bosh, that's it, job done, because they don't do it in 10s. So that's how I come to it. Anyway, that was a fucking big digression into why I take those, <laughs> but we'll take it. Uh, anyway, so but, but I went round, and, and then we went into the motorbike shop, because I wanted to have a look at a little scooter that I want for this new job, hopefully, because um, it's down the road. I'm looking at um, getting myself a little cheap scooter, because I, I, I want to make it affordable to get to work. So uh, a little cheap scoop, scooter to nip round the corner. I don't have to buy a car or anything like that, because it's just a waste of money. So I was doing that, and then I thought, oh, fuck, I need to pick up these medication, because... Um, there's a problem with them because I'm the only one to take 40s. They don't, it's really rare that they get them in, so they were struggling. So we went back down. Anyway, I said to um, I said to the missus, "Can you go in and get it for me?" Because I didn't I didn't really want to kick off. The woman behind the the till was a bit of a nightmare. She was like, basically, it was my fault that I was on 40s, and she sort of said, "Well, yeah, well, you're you're the only one that takes them." And I was like, "Well, I I don't care if I'm the only one that takes them." You still got a, you still got an obligation to get my medication. I'm paying for it, so um, I was. But I just didn't want the confrontation. So I thought I'd sit outside in the car park and I'd reverse round, uh, reverse round, park up, wait for her. She'd be a couple of minutes. Job done. It was sat waiting for me. I started reversing into this car park space, and there was a a woman stood in the middle of this car park. Now I'm going to say this: that I've seen these videos, and I didn't fucking. I literally, I didn't think it happened to me ever. But I've seen these fucking videos and they're like, I've always said I'd like this to happen to me. Don't know why. Just because I, sp- I suppose because I'm a bit, I like the adrenaline rush of a confrontation. I suppose the statistic bastard I am. I'm like, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking throw down. I'm, I'm ready. That's the, and that's the, unfortunately, that's the downside to, to my ADHD side of things is I really love a confrontation. I think because the, the adrenaline is immense for me. And that just makes an argument with me really, really difficult because I just, I thrive on it, um, which Again, people think you can control that shit. No, you can't. It's just, it's an adrenaline, it's an, a reaction to a real low dopamine. And when I start getting that dopamine, and this is stuff I'm learning as I talk about my own ADHD and everything else, and I'm learning a lot about myself, and it sort of kind of adds a, a little bit of a bigger picture onto my my previous actions in throughout life and tries to, would I, again, the reflection will kick in and stuff like that, and, and I'll go, well, I could have done that bit better. Anyway, don't digress into there yet, James reversed in she stood in the middle of this fucking car park and i'm like what the fuck is she doing so i carried on slowly reversing and she's fucking screaming at me and i was like what's up when to put the window down as i'm trying to reverse thinking i just want to reverse in this car park it's down this thing she stood there and she went fucking she, she literally went fucking get out of my car park space and i was like and then she went bang bang on the back window and her and her ring caught on the glass so it made her it didn't smash but made her that horrendous clicking noise you know when you get a um, a, a ring on glass so I fucking flung out the car and there's this woman stood there she is quite a bulky woman for a woman and she just went and then literally i think she didn't realize i was going to get out of the car i thought she was just gonna i was gonna drive off and this is what my friend uh, my friend said to me actually he probably thought that you, sh- you were just gonna drive off because you've scared and and you f- and i'm like well no mate you, I, th- that's not who i am and kieran was my kieran mate was like yeah we know that james so how did the rest of the story go because i get left him a voice note and i was like well basically what happened was i got out of the fucking car and i said if you if you touch my car again i'm gonna slap you into next week and she just looked at me. I said, don't fuck with my car. That's my property. I said, don't literally. What is your fucking problem? She's like, well, my mate's got a big car, uh, a bigger car, and wants to get in this space. I was like, that's not how fucking life works, my dear. You don't just stand in a fucking car park space, scream at the person, and slap the window. 
It is just not. That's that's not what we do in society, mate. That's going to end up you getting a fucking good slap. <laughs> so, anyway, at this point, my missus walks over my medication, thinks I'm kicking off, and then she went, "What, James? What happened?" And I was like, I, "And I was playing with the woman's there. She was fucking this one. She, and then she, she my missus swung, swung this woman. You can't fucking stop her bloody parking spaces. And I went sit in the car. Anyway, she started. She realised she was in the wrong. And, she, and I said, look, I'm literally just going to reverse in this space. So I was waiting a couple of minutes on the gone. You can't fucking do that. I said, you, and she went, Salisbury's a really nice place, isn't it? I went, nowhere is going to be nice if you do that. I said, and, I, and all you had to do was walk around the side of my car and say, excuse me, sir. My friend's got a bigger car. Are you going to be here long? Because I was trying to save the space for her. I realised I'd probably, you know, and I probably can embellish this as much as you want. That's nah, not going to happen. But I just sort of sat there going... I'm in fucking disbelief. So I sat in my car, and then, and anyway, she thought, I, so I carried on reversing, and so he said to me, he said, Miss goes, um, what are you doing? We're going. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but out of the principle, I want to go into the space, because just to fucking prove to her. And then I swung the door open, and I, I swung the window open, uh, turned the window down, sorry, and I said to her, I, I need to give you a bit of advice. You, you just can't do that. And, it, and now, look at, People that know me listening like that. Well, that's not James. You know, you fucking would have lost it. And I probably, uh, to be honest, I think maybe if it had been a bloke, I probably would have lost it. I probably would have just gone fucking slap. But because it was a woman, and I just thought, um, you know, I, I'm I'm not one of those people. I'm never going to hit a woman. So I just went. Look, I just need to educate you. I was like, you you can't go around screaming obscenities at people for parking in a public car park space that we all pay for. You certainly can't stand in a parking spot and claim it is yours. That's not what happens it's first come first serve i mean you've got to suck it up with life mate you don't there's no there's, you're not a privilege in any shape or form over me she was like no no i said no and you don't hit people's property you that's that's criminal damage mate i said irrelevant of what you think that's going to result in either you getting a fucking slap or you getting fucking nicked <laughs> i was like what do you and she just looked will you accept my apology really loud and I went yes I fucking will because it's Christmas and she went Merry Christmas and I went Merry fucking Christmas <laughs> and literally that's how I said it and she looked at me like real snarky I had a I had a smile in the corner of my mouth and so did she because she just realized how pathetic we were arguing over this and I drove off and I was like the crazy bitch I was like and why haven't I got this fucking shit videoed when it's on my turn I want to go viral no I don't want to go viral but anyway um, I want to go oral. Um, so calm down, James. Calm fucking down. Have a sip. So anyway, that was my little story for today. Bit of a fucking doozy, to be honest. It was kind of like fucking hell. And then um, yeah, so I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know how to react. I was just. But the interesting bit for me is how I reacted, and that's the interesting bit. Is it was diffused by a little bit. You know, it was diffused, and I felt. I felt good afterwards because I didn't get into a confrontation. I didn't think, fuck, I'm going to end up getting fucking, I'm going to end up getting nicked here for sure. Definitely going to slap this fucking gadget. But I didn't. So for me, it was like a win-win situation. But I was very, very close. I mean, I literally like, the, the I mean, you could have boiled my piss. You know what I mean? She, she might as well have been pissing in my pocket and tell me it was raining. I was like, what are you fucking doing, love? So I just, it, I was in utter disbelief. And I was looking, she, what annoyed me is she had a fucking fag in her hand, a cigarette. Blah, blah, blah. And I just looked and I thought, fucking hell. I want to slap that cigarette out of your fucking hand. <laughs> I just want to fucking no. What are you doing? Like, fucking no. That's all I did as well. Like, no. 
You silly cow. You don't do this. <laughs> anyway, interesting times in fucking Shelsbury. Um, anyway, I'm going to talk into, I'm going to break into this little bit about, what is it, what's it about coping mechanisms? So I'm going to give you a little bit. I've saved a couple of little bits. So I'm going to talk about them. Um, and I want to show you just basically there's two little things. And this is this is direct from the knowledge. This is right from the reach from the knowledge bank. This is so coping, which is what we're talking about. Coping refers to a conscious refers to conscious. Is that right? Conscientious. Oh, that's right. Sorry. No, it isn't. Cause that's conscious. It's a weird word. I couldn't see it for some reason. Coping refers to conscious strategies used to reduce unpleasant emotions. That's a real key part there. We can break that down a bit in a, in a minute, which is coping refers to a conscious strategy used to reduce an unpleasant emotion. Now, an unpleasant emotion will be, I don't know, crying, anger, sadness, um, frustration, anxiety. They're, they're, I, wouldn't call them, I wouldn't call them pleasant emotions. They're unpleasant emotions. Coping strategies can be um, conscientious, consci- I don't know, con- conscientious, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that word says, I'm really struggling today, um, um, it can, coping, I'm really, I can't, I can't even say it, coping strategies can be cognitions, there we go, cognitions, I could say it, because there was a double T, cognitions of behaviour and can be individual or social social anxiety we all know about that individual anxiety about certain situations to cope is to deal with and overcome the struggles and the difficulties in life really peak like these are all just how you can relate to them really easy hopefully that and i'll speed it up in the next i'll go over it in a minute but so actually coping refers to conscious strategies used to reduce unpleasant emotions coping strategies can be cognitive cognitive cognitions of all behaviors and can be individual or social to cope is to deal with overcome struggles and difficulties in life it is a way for people to maintain their mental and emotional well-being so coping is one word there coping is what we use now it's a very i think coping used to be quite a big um, a quite big word in the 90s and 80s, I think, and died out in the 90s. Don't use it as much now, do you? So how are you getting on? Oh, yeah, I'm coping all right, mate. It used to be a big word, coping all right, coping. But we don't use that word now. It's almost like it's disappeared, but it's a really key part. And this is the interesting bit when I talk about, so there's actually mechanisms. So there are four types of coping mechanisms. So there's a coping, we understand, that is to cope, that is to deal with your mental health, emotional well-being. And then we've got, there's four types of um, coping mechanisms. And, and I, I want you to take these away. So write these down, take them away, and just maybe see if there's something that will, will tie into maybe a, a coping mechanism you want to adapt for yourself. So um, there's four types of coping strategies. There's the appraisal-focused, adaptive-cognitive, problem-focused, or adaptive behavioural, emotional focused, and occupation focused coping. So now to break those down a little bit, appraisal focused, I would sh I would look at something that appraisal focus on a coping mechanism is you need praise for something to try and get the reward from it. So, so for that to become a, comp a coping mechanism, the result the result needs to be appraisal focused. So need, you need to get a win out of that. You need to get everybody going. He's done something. Fucking yes. Well done, James. You've done a fantastic job. Um, very much a prominent state of ADHD. You constantly require um, support, emotional support in sense of um, 
boosting your mental state, giving you that um, that that appraisal. You you seek that a lot with ADHD. Um, problem focused, um, and which is an adaptive behaviour. Um, maybe you, like you said, you may be problem solving. I assume that's a problem. So I don't really know these. This is why I want you to take them away. I'm just trying to sort of probably my interpretation. Uh, problem focused is something, like I said, I think that would be something that's problem solving that gives you that. Um, to, you you use a problem solving technique to cope. So that's what I would be something that you're focused towards. Um, then you've got emotion focused, which is. I think I'm very I've, I have a very emotion focused coping mechanism but sometimes that's like could be you know you you need to cope by having laughter or you you cope by having a cry that could be that could be a, a way of developing it um, or, or, or thinking about it and then you've got occupation focused coping which a lot of men now I know that one because that's me that's me to a T um, there's a lot of men. I put them down. So please, if you've written them down, um, in fact, I'll say them one more time, just so you, just so you know, um, just so you can take it away. You've got appraisal focused. You've got problem focused. You've got emotion focused, and you've got occupation focused. Now, the reason I want you to take them away is because maybe you're sat there thinking about something. Maybe you're like, oh, actually, I'm a bit stressed, and oh, that my relationships are fucking bit wonky at the moment. Why? Maybe you're in that occupation focus, which was what a big driver is for a lot of men. A lot of men go down that route. I know I did. I was like, I am going to get like, and I'm still in that focus mode now, if I'm brutally honest. I'm in the focus mode that I'm 42. If I work like an absolute fucking soldier for the next 10 years, I can enjoy and, and, and try and enjoy those 10 years through developing my own financial stability and and giving myself the the financial stability i need to enjoy life then when i concentrate for the next 10 years i can hopefully look at an early retirement and enjoy in life why because life is too short and i want to enjoy it. i don't want to go to my gravestone being remembered as a workaholic i do not want that that's not what i want i you know when i get in my downtime my downtime will be will be out spending time with the people in my own you know, my own age bracket, friendship bracket, group bracket, seeing my girls, family, whatever it will be. That'll be my driver. That'll be me driving around. And we were talking about it today, actually. We'll have a camper van, a proper big camper van, and we'll just fucking enjoy life. And I heard it on a radio of a woman that did that. She retired at 55 and she said she bought a camper van. And all they do all summer is travel. And then winter, they just spend it traveling around family, seeing family. I think what a fucking life enjoying yourself constantly living out of a van just having fun doing all the good stuff around the country having a good time so you know it, it we sort of uh, the the reason i want you to know about those is to see what yours is i'm very much like that i'm very very occupation focused which is a absolute killer because i'm willing to just fucking move shit aside from it no i'm sorry yeah brilliant nice good times but i'm moving on i get very very ambitious i'm very ambitious and i wish i wasn't because in a sense, I'm losing friends as I move along. I've made some very good friends over the last couple of years in, in, in the, the, the organization I work for. Very good friends. And I know that I've spent a year to two years with most of them developing those friendships. And then here I am going off to do it all again. Now, that's my own choice. So, you know, it's not a pull a violin jobby out. But it's acknowledgement that I need to, you know, I need to acknowledge the fact that, that there's got to be a point where I slow down. You know, what's the end goal? And maybe that, because I've reached the goal seven years early, um, which is quite a fucking, which is quite a, a crazy thing in itself. 
But because my 10-year goal was to get to where I am now in, in hopefully in the next couple of months um, was what I wanted in, and I've done it in under three years. So I need a new focus now because what's going to happen is I'm going to continue and give myself another focus to get promoted again. And I don't want that. I want a stability. So I need to move my focus into something else that's going to take my time. And that's where I develop it into whatever works for me. I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling around that minefield right now. Hold on, I'll take a sip. I've got a lovely Sicilian lemon and strawberry gin given to me by a friend who came around. Um, come around. We had a we had a house party the other day um, with my mum, dad. I say house party. It's not the house party that we're all probably used to in the nineties. Um, but it was a house party for me. You know, mum, dad come around uh, and a couple of friends um, of the family as well. We had a big. I did a slow cooked um, beef brisket. And uh, my, the gift they come round for the house party was a lovely, left me a Sicilian uh, lemon and strawberry gin. Absolute delight. And that's why I started off with that afternoon delight song. I got carried away with sipping that. Jesus, James. Put the gin down, boy. Fucking put the gin down, boy. Anyway, so yeah, it's... Um, it, it, oh God, I fucking lost my, I lost my digression there. But that's what... So it, coping mechanisms, we, we don't do it enough. We do not do it enough. If you know you do something, and sometimes they can be, sometimes you could have developed a coping mechanism that's a negative coping mechanism. How many people like, and one of the big things for men is, is isolation. You you naturally isolate yourself for peace. But you don't give yourself peace, you just pull yourself away from the world. You've not hit what the problem is. Why do you need to isolate? Again, you've not taken those processes why am I miserable? Why am I unhappy? Why am I drinking? Why am I doing drugs? Why am I fucking shagging everybody? What? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Why am I being an arsehole at work? You know, all of these things, you're not asking the question, why? You're not sitting down and going, why am I like this? You can't sit and just fucking stew for life and waste your life going, what did you leave? Well, nothing. I've, I've got... I've got many years of depression <laughs> behind me. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm experienced in depression. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. What skills that's good for? Well, not really. Probably if I wanted to get into boxing so I can knock fuck out of people, I'd be good at that. <laughs> but you don't. You could, and we just sit here and we stew. I've done it for years. I still procrastinate now. I still go into my emotional states. I'm getting so much better because I've spent two years working on myself. My, I've shut myself away from people to build stuff. I've given myself goals. I've given myself focus. I've instilled coping mechanisms. There's so many people that listen to this and they say, I've got PTSD, yes, okay. Or I've got depression, yes, okay. I've got anxiety. I know people that chuck depression around like they, they've got it and you look at them and go, no, you fucking haven't. You fucking muppet. You're just a bit sad with life. You've not got depression. Depression's horrible. It's fucking horrible. It steals life. It steals time. It steals friends. It steals money. It steals everything. That's when you're depressed. It's stolen everything. When you look back and you think you've been fucking burgled, you know, you've had the fucking burglar round your house, McDonald's burglar in your fucking house, and everything's gone, and you're sat there in a pit of despair, that's depression. Because you've fucking hit rock bottom. And I'm not saying that the other people out there, their depression's less than mine, and mine's yours. And, and that's, don't be silly. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is... We all go through different phases. We all have different levels of coping. 
on what we can deal with stress, etc. But you need to learn about yourself. Everything revolves around learning about yourself, your environment, the amount of people that I talk to and they piss and moan about people and they go fucking, oh, that person's an absolute dick. And you think, all right, and why are you still talking to them? Oh, they're family. Oh, oh, okay. Well, does that mean because they're family, you have to endure their bullshit? No. Fuck off, enjoy yourself. I don't need to. Just because we're blood doesn't mean I'm going to drag myself down and fucking make myself unhappy. No. Move on. Until, you're, until, you, can, until you can cohabit in society together, that's, you're just two humans that don't mix. Just fucking move on. And you do that with friends. You do that with loved ones. You do that with anyone. Sometimes you're compatible when you were together. Sometimes you're not. And, you, you, you know, you've worked on it. There's no, there's no hardship if you've tried and understood and worked on it from moving on. We've got to, you've got to realise that we've got a short time to enjoy life. And so many people give up shit early. And, and some people just don't even start. They just sit there and go, no, I'm going to sit and wallow in my own self-pity. And, and I'm going to hope that somebody finds this interesting enough to, to make it a something. No, work on yourself. Get, get hold of yourself. And, and really power down into what makes you tick. What gives you that drive. And every time you're going along that journey, develop coping mechanisms. So when you feel angry, like if I feel if I feel like frustrated or angry now, I just excuse myself. Please excuse me, and I'll go and I'll go and walk for five minutes. It'll probably be visual on my face that I've walked away angry. So what? I'm just taking time out because I want to control the situation, because that's what it's about, and that's what I'm learning to do. Emails. You send an email. Send the email to yourself. This is a tip that my friend gave me. So your body and brain thinks that they've read it. And then when it comes back to the, the mailbox, it looks like it's a new message. It really does. I've done this. And I reread it and go, fuck you now. That's scathing, James. That's scathing. <laughs> you know? But that, the coping mechanism for me is I dip into my friends and I go, can I send you this email, mate? I don't want you to do anything with it. I just want you to read it and tell me what, what, what level of, you know, what's the state this is in. And then my mate will come back to me and go, well, that's fucking hurt you, mate. I can see it. I can see that's hurt you. That's a situation you're not happy with. <laughs> he went, but don't send on it. Don't send it. Sit on it. And we'll have a Christmas on it. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, okay, mate, that's a fucking doozy. Merry Christmas. I'm on my way. <laughs> so it's, these are really important things. This is why I develop the right people around me. This is why I develop, um, you know, learning about myself reflection is huge it's such a good coping mechanism i'm sat here with my fist in the air going yeah fucking good coping mechanism because it really is reflection and understanding how many relationships have failed because you just didn't talk or the person sat there angry and you're like you know you're angry um it's it's like um you know you there's certain situations and i just go there's something underlying with you i can tell and you just need to talk about it and so many of us won't, and they'll just wait for it to a fucking erupt. And it's too late then. You've erupted. You've lost control of the situation. But it's something you have to learn. And there's no failure rate. There's no there's no time scale on how long you learn. Yes, if you don't learn to control your emotions and develop coping mechanisms, then you are potentially going to grow a really big collateral damage um, category or, 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 you know, percentage, shall we say, because I did that. I didn't do anything for 11 years. And the, um, the collateral damage of 11 years of depression uh, and PTSD and anxiety and not dealing with it for 11 years and then living with it for another, you know, five or six years until I went, I'm going to actually fucking do something about this now. 
all of that time when you cascade back i've got some really good memories and i've also got some very very sad memories i've got some very unhappy memories i've got some angry memory memories i've got a lot of emotions around that period of time i would say i'm getting better but even so i've still got a long way to go i only spoke yes the the last podcast um about how i asked my wife you know is there anything you know unusual about me i feel there's a bit of air in it well actually there is james um, you know, this, this and this. And I go, OK, well, you know, this is because of this, this and this. And we spoke it out and we and, and we talked about things and that helped us. And even today was today was better. It was like, well, OK, brilliant. This is what we should, and because we spoke about things. We're humans. We don't always get it right. You will not always get it right. But if you develop the coping mechanisms, the positive coping mechanisms, don't sit there and go, okay, I'm just going to go and fucking you know get absolutely smashed and, and wasted and just come back an absolute train wreck no but take time out adapt everything's we all we're all as humans we nothing's easy you have to every time we change as we get older we change everything develops everything moves on i know i wake up and now i don't just deal with mental health anger i deal with fucking body anger what do i mean by that i'm getting older i'm 42 everything fucking aches I wake up this morning and I was like, fucking, I definitely need a hip replacement. I didn't need a hip replacement last night. Went to sleep, woke up, needed a hip replacement. I'm like, that's it. I'm waiting for the fucking knees to go. I've got my elbows going, my right elbow. He's been, he's been playing fucking Havoc for the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like, what, why? And literally, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I went to bed fine. The next day, I was about, I was midday, and I was like, "Ooh, you bastard, what's that? Next day, wanted to chop my arm off. It was searing, burning inside my bones. I was like, I'm going to fucking chop it off, mate. I'm not going to be done with it. I don't need another right arm. I'll learn with my left. Um, so that's, and that's, you, you've got all these different things you have to fight. And if you've ever tried to focus on anything with pain, it's just as bad for your mental health by not managing pain. That's another category I'm going to talk about as well because I love it. I love it. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to finish it there because I have bashed your eardrums relentlessly. But um, yeah, so look at coping mechanisms. Try and develop a coping mechanism. Learn those four, and see if you if you've developed one of those coping mechanisms unnecessarily. Are you in the occupation, um, you know, in the occupation um, category for coping mechanism? Do you feed into work and forget everything else around you and forget that work-life balance? Let's try and draw that back in. That's a negative. Um, that's a negative um, process. That's a negative coping mechanism. Let's try and turn it into a positive. Positive would be let's get my work-life balance and just put as much life in and, and as much effort into my family, loved ones, and friends as I do into work, etc. Just try and get that balance. If you if you're emotionally driven coping mechanism, do you do things that drive you to get that emotion? Um, emotional factor happiness sadness whatever you know you might if it's sadness you might be you might be developing a coping mechanism that makes you sad and you don't want that's a negative however you might go okay well i want to develop a coping mechanism that makes me happy so i know if i go to a comedy show and i love comedy bosh or i love going to motorbikes or i love formula one or i love horse riding or i love fucking archery whatever it may be your coping mechanism will be i'm just going to take my mind off it by doing that Another coping mechanism for me is I get in the car and make sure the car is set perfectly, exactly as I feel comfortable before I get off. I don't just jump in a car and drive, which is what I used to do. I set everything up. I, I make sure the lighting's right, the music's right, the seat's right, the sight, height of the steering wheel. And the reason I say that is because we share a car. Um, but I make sure that everything's right. 
And I do that religiously. That's a religious coping mechanism for me that I've implemented that has gone on for about five years. And it's now just common practice. I do it subconsciously. So now I've developed a positive coping mechanism that I do without even thinking about it. So I don't go down the road and go, fuck, where's this? Well, oh, fuck, where's that? Why am I, why are the lights so bright? Fucking hell, why is the dash light so bright? What's this fucking shit music? I don't stress about things like that. And that sounds trivial, but when your anxiety is driven through driving and you've got to drive everywhere nowadays, that's something I had to develop. And the same as if you're an angry person, or even if you turn to drink, try and find a coping mechanism that pulls you away from the drink. Whatever it may be, try and look and is your coping mechanism something that you're like, that's actually quite a negative coping mechanism. I know a really good one, like I say, I value my, my, my space, I really do, I love my space, uh, and, I, and I go in and I'm, you know, and it, the work-life balance is great, and everything's still done, and we still have a good happy home, but everyone gets their own little bit of space, we recognise we're all human beings in a, in a fucking crazy world, so it's nice to get a little bit of space, I know for a fact that I've got a good friend of mine, and, uh, and who's looking, I've, and, and hopefully, like I said, we're going to jump on, but the bilster, he uses, um, he has, he loves cigars. He absolutely loves cigars. So he's, he chooses cigars and rates them. And, um, and this is, an, and I'll talk about this with the podcast with him because I think it's incredible that he's developed something that's um, inexpensive, relatively inexpensive, but, but fun, relaxing. It doesn't put any stress out there and he enjoys it. That's a good coping mechanism. He gives him free time to sit, reflect, listen to music, chill out, whatever he wants to do which is a good downtime, really good for the mental health and the well-being. A lot of people say, why do you sit outside, James? Well, because I just listen to music. There's no stress going on. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm shutting off from the world and just relaxing so that I can go in fucking, I can get a good night's sleep relaxed and I can go into tomorrow with full vigour, full spirit. And that's how I constantly, um, you know, drive. The reason I've got the drive is because I, ma I manage my time. I make sure that I relax. I make sure that I do the things that make me happy. That's why I've done this podcast for two years almost with a little bit of space in between, which I'll say for Nelly because Nelly will say that. Right, fuck off. You've not been every week, mate. Um, I love you though, mate. <laughs> so, but it, for me, it's kind of, um, yeah, it, it's that, it's just, it, everything's important. Everything's, that's, I'm going to finish with that. Everything's important, but your coping, it, coping mechanisms will help elevate your mental health to a next stage. It will help you understand why you've put that coping mechanism in place. Why did you need it? Why am I doing this? Sometimes you'll be like, why am I getting in the car now? And I'll be like, adjusting the seat and all this. And, you know, people are waiting and I'm sorting out the fucking steering wheel. And then, you know, why are you doing that, James? I've, I've, I get that question. Normally from like my dad, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just set up the car, mate. Why? Oh, because it's a coping mechanism so that I know that I feel safe, comfortable, and I understand the car. It's in the right position. I feel that I'm in control oh okay let's go <laughs> you know and that's how it is and that's how it's interesting to watch somebody do something because it's unusual most people jump into a car seatbelt on and fucking drive off to see somebody adjusting everything and stuff you're like what are you doing i want it right for me i could get in and jump in the car with everything else as it's been driven before but i don't want to do that and that's important you do that whether it may be and one of the thick coping mechanisms that i took was when i came home I used to go through the house, front door, I used to say hi to everybody, but I asked them to not engage with me for like five to ten minutes. Now, that sounds really harsh, but let me talk about the bigger picture. Um, and I would go upstairs, and I would um, I would have a shower, and I would get into some relaxed pyjamas, and I would come down in a completely different state. 
Now, that five or ten minutes of what you probably considered as soon as I said it as fucking arrogant, what you're talking about, you won't come in the house and talk to me. Well, actually, what you don't understand is um, I get real bad anxiety. So when I come out of a car, I'm really, I'm normally high strung. I'm normally really agitated. I'm normally got really high adrenaline. And it's the fucking perfect scenario for me to snap at a situation that could be very, very trivial. And someone may just, the dog may bark and I go, okay, stop. And then the, and the, the, bark, the dog will bark again. And I go, why is no one fucking shutting him up? So what I do now is I just go, hi, everyone. And then everyone goes, hi. And then I go upstairs, I have a shower, come down. That five, ten, five, ten minutes, ten minutes, we'll say, is decompression time for me. And I come down a much happier person, a much more um, comfortable person to be around. So that little 10 minutes I take for myself, which seems arrogant to start with, creates a better atmosphere for everybody. Because unfortunately, if you've got mental health struggles, you are you can be quite an overpowering character when you when you go into those areas. You, you go into the darkness. I know I can be, and a lot of people are, can be a bit fractious around me when I'm like a bit, they, you can see my mood's off. Anybody knows me, anybody that knows me knows when I'm not firing on all cylinders. They know that they know my. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm a very easy man to read in the sense of I'm quite routine. I like my things. I like doing things certain ways. So if I'm not doing that, most people, good friends, will go. There's something wrong there. Anyway, I'm gonna fucking stop droning on. Thank you very much for listening to me. But hopefully, you'll go and think about some coping mechanisms. Maybe you can look at something you think's a coping mechanism. Gives you a little bit of food for thought. Uh, and maybe you go, okay, that's actually that does sound like James has said that. That does sound like a negative coping mechanism. Of doing that, how can I develop that so it's a win-win for everybody? I get the I get the coping mechanism, but I'm not affecting other people. Um, and it's really important to do that. And like I say, try and incorporate reflection. I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep fucking har- harping on, banging that drum, bosh, 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 um, about reflection. Reflect on scenarios reflect on why you failed reflect on why you succeeded so you get the a a double hit of adrenaline a double hit of dopamine because you're going i've got the win and at the end i'm going to go why did i win well fucking hell you did that successfully you were you did that successfully you did that brilliantly you could have done a little bit better there but we acknowledged that at the time and we will do that next time i wrote that in the book and and then you you're reinforcing the positive of the positivity of that win and the same as if you'd get a fail, you reinforce why you failed and you learn from it and you adapt and you go, OK, I failed because, um, you know, my PB was such and such. I pushed myself a bit fucking hard. Um, it's not a problem. I'm going to go back again and I'm going to do a couple of weeks at a lower set to try and give myself a muscles, a little bit of a relax. And I'm going to try the PB again. And you'll find you'll succeed because you've learned maybe your technique, maybe you're expecting a little flicker from the chest pectoral where you go oh last time i felt a little flicker there and that's what fucking threw me off actually i've got the strength to go through that bosh get that fucking pb anyway um thanks very much for listening to me i hope you have an amazing week so far i hope you had a good day so far um and yeah keep smiling keep spreading the positivity we're on the build up to christmas here we are having a good time uh, let's go into christmas full of love and spirits um spirits by gin ching 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 That's me, Jin, 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 Jin. Uh, Love you all. Speak to you soon. Take care.